Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening We're back with another one, SGR 37. I decided to do it, guys. I decided to push through. I'm giving you three episodes today, and we are wrapping up the AFC South. I've really been wanting to get this uh, division behind us so we can move on to the NFC South, which is just going to be a little bit more fun to talk about, has some more fantasy relevance throughout the entirety of the division. And then we'll be done with these season previews. 32 uh, teams up, 32 teams down. Um, so yeah, I'm going to fly through this Jags preview here. I'm about five days away from my fantasy drafts and I've got a lot of shit to do this weekend to prep for those. So we'll talk about the Jags. This team had the number one pick last year. They drafted Trevor Lawrence, a lot of changes in the, uh, leadership group as well. Um, so let's break it down. One in 15 last year. Um, offense was 30th in points per game, 19.1, 28th in yards per game, 326. Hopefully when you get an upgrade at QB, that improves. Um, defensively, <clears throat> 31st in points per game, uh, giving up 30.8 and 31st in yards per game, giving up 418. So this is not the Jags defense that got them one game away from a Super Bowl five years ago. Uh, actually, the only starter on that defense left is Miles Jack. Everyone else is gone. So completely different team. That's why they have gone back to being bottom of the league. Minus eight in turnover margin last year. That's 26th in the league. So let's talk about the coaching and what they're going to do to turn this team around. They brought in Urban Meyer. Everybody obviously knows that. He was uh, you know, one of the most successful college coaches of all time at Florida and Ohio State, winning multiple national championships. Um, but this is, you know, kind of an experiment, giving him a shot at an NFL, you know, pro run here at the big leagues. We'll see how it goes. So far, it's not really looking that great to me, honestly. I'm not that optimistic. I don't think very many people are that optimistic about Urban Meyer. It's kind of funny, but, you know, we've seen dominant college coaches come into the league before and just suck in the NFL with Nick Saban and Chip Kelly being two, you know, prime examples. Uh, Pete Carroll wasn't successful with his first two stints as an NFL head coach. So we will see how this goes. Um, offensive coordinator is Daryl Bevel. Um, the offense has looked horrible so far in the offseason, but Bevel has been an OC for three other teams, the Vikings from 06 to 2010, the Seahawks from 2011 to 2017, and the Detroit Lions from 2019 to 2020. So kind of uh, going downhill for him since 2017. He's been with the Lions and the Jags. That's not great. If he doesn't produce well here, he might not be getting an OC job next so we'll see how Bevel's uh, going to handle this shit. The defensive coordinator is Joe Cullen, and uh, he's been on a number of staffs 
in the NFL, going all the way back to 2006 with the Lions. Went to college football for a year in 2009. Um, Jacksonville from 2010 to 2012. Then Detroit, Tampa Bay, Baltimore. Now coming back to Jacksonville, he was a defensive assistant, defensive line coach for all those teams. This is his first time as a defensive coordinator. So a lot of inexperience on that side. I think, you know, college head coach, uh, declining offensive coordinator, inexperienced defensive coordinator. Again, I guess we can title this episode, We'll See. Um, We'll talk about free agency. Key losses, wide receiver Keelan Cole is now on the Jets. Chris Conley, wide receiver, he's now on the Texans. Defensive tackle Al Woods is gone. Defensive tackle Avery Jones is gone. Uh, Cornerback Rashawn Melvin. Middle linebacker Joe Schobert, they just traded to the Steelers last week. Good pickup for Pittsburgh. Um, QB Mike Glennon, we mentioned him on the Bold Predictions episode. If you didn't tune into that one, but you're turning into this one, I don't know what the fuck's going on with you. But, yeah, Mike Glennon, we talked about him. He's gone. And uh, D.D. Westbrook is also gone from this team. A uh, uh, former uh, stud at uh, Oklahoma in college didn't really work out here in Jacksonville. A uh, few things, too. Key additions. So I like this move. Uh Wide receiver Marvin Jones, we'll talk about him in fantasy, uh, but coming over from the Lions gives them actually a veteran, reliable receiver. Cornerback Shaquille Griffin came over from the Seahawks. Uh, safety Rayshon Jenkins got a pretty decent-sized deal, uh, was not a starter in uh, Los Angeles, but came over from the Chargers and got paid. Defensive tackle Roy Robertson-Harris, defensive end Jihad Ward, wide receiver Jamal Agnew, uh, running back Carlos Hyde, outside linebacker Damian Wilson, wide receiver Philip Dorsett, and tight end Chris Manhurts. Those are all the key additions. Let's get into the re-signings. Cornerback Sidney Jones, former second-round pick for the Eagles, did not work out in Philly. He is their starting number two corner. And if Sidney Jones is a starting corner for your team, you're probably not in the best shape on defense. Uh, tight end James O'Shaughnessy. Defensive end Adam Gotsis and safety Josh Jones. Man, this is fun talking about the Jags. So let's get into the draft. Um, they took Trevor Lawrence. I've talked enough about him this offseason. People know who he is. I just don't think it's all going to come together right away for this Jags team. How they've looked in preseason, the offense looks really dysfunctional. The offensive line doesn't look like it can keep Lawrence upright. He's running for his life constantly. Um, I do think the Lawrence to Jones connection is going to be pretty fantasy relevant, but um, it's more I'm more in on the Jones side of that than I am the Lawrence side of it. Round one, they had a second first round pick, and this was one of the dumbest picks in the entire draft. Running back Travis Etienne with the 25th overall pick. This team had James Robinson, an undrafted free agent who rushed for over a thousand yards, and then they said, "Hey, you know, we have this starting capable running back on a fucking vet- uh, rookie minimum deal." But let's go ahead and draft a running back in the first round anyways, right? Because that makes total fucking sense. That's definitely how you rebuild a failing franchise is by doubling down at the running back position and investing a first round pick in a guy that you don't fucking need on this team. So they drafted him. He was uh, Trevor Lawrence's teammate at Clemson. Really good running back. Like it's nothing against ETN. It's just take a fucking defensive player, take a fucking lineman, take even a receiver, Running back is the last position they should have drafted with this pick. It's so fucking dumb. 
Um, he also got injured already and is done for the year. So, and that's an associated risk with the running back position. Like, yeah, you could say anybody's liable to get injured at any time, but let's face it, running backs are more injury prone than probably half the positions in the NFL. So good fucking job, Jacksonville. Um, round two cornerback Tyson Campbell. I have heard good things about him athletically. Don't remember where he went to school round two offensive tackle Walker little building the offensive line. See, they should have taken these positions in the first round. And then if they want to take a running back, you can get one in the second, if you need to still do that. So stupid, uh, round three safety, Andre Cisco round four defensive tackle Jay Tufeli and round four defensive end Jordan Smith. So that's the draft breakdown. This team just keeps fucking up. Um, win total. I like this from a gambling standpoint. And spoiler alert, I'm not talking about the over. Uh, the over-under is six and a half. Um, the over's plus 100. The under's minus 130. I love that. Minus 130. I'll pay that gladly for this team to go six and 11 or worse. How does this team win seven games this year? I guess if Trevor Lawrence absolutely comes out looking like John fucking Elway, then yeah, they could do it, but that's not happening. So the strength of schedule is 18th. I breezed over that. I don't really care. I looked at it. They have like three or four winnable games, in my opinion. Like they get the Bengals, the Jets, uh, you know, the Texans twice, but this team's not going for seven wins. So I'll be betting this um, for sure. This will be uh, talked about more on the uh, season futures episode, but yeah, I'll be locking this in. I probably should lock this in sooner rather than later, actually. Might do that today. Uh, let's talk about the divisional odds. Uh, plus 700 to win the division. Conference, 75 to 1. Uh, Super Bowl, 145 to 1. Uh, yeah, go ahead and light your money on fire if you want to bet any of that shit. Um, playoffs, yes, plus 260. No, minus 360. And, you know, it's not great betting minus 360, but to be honest, that's one of the better values I've ever seen. Um, because this team's not making the playoffs. So I'm just saying, like, if you're a guy with deep pockets, if there's any fucking, you know, billionaires out there listening to this episode, any fucking Warren Buffetts that want to go ahead and lay like 360 grand to win a hundred grand, that's a free a hundred grand. So if you got money like that, fucking go for it. Cause this team ain't making the playoffs. Um, let's get into fantasy. I talked about Trevor Lawrence on the quarterbacks being drafted too high episode. He's going around the eighth, ninth round in your fantasy drafts, average 10th quarterback off the board. And there's so many guys I like going behind him. Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you can get him around the same areas if your draft is Matt Stafford, uh, just around after Tom Brady. I just like all these options better. So I won't be taking a rookie quarterback in a bad offense with a bad coaching staff. Um, the running back situation, I mentioned Travis Etienne done for the year. James Robinson being drafted around the sixth round right now. And he is a starting running back. But to be honest, I don't think James Robinson is a special talent. I think he just produced last year um, because of volume and the situation that he was given. Um, I don't expect him to, you know, continue to build on that rookie year, uh, given how this offense looks. So I'm not in love with it. I realize sixth round is pretty good for like a starting running back, but he's on a bad offense. That's not going to be in a position to score that much. Going to be losing games. They have a bad defense, so they're going to be in negative game scripts. Very similar to how I see that Texans uh, running back situation playing out, where there's just not going to be that much value here. So I think I'd rather have a guy like a Mike Davis or a Damian Harris that you can get at this point in your drafts. 
The wide receivers, there's only one guy I'm really interested in, and it's Marvin Jones. He's going super late in your drafts. He's the third receiver being drafted for this team. DJ Chark and LaVisca Chanel are both going ahead of him, and I love Jones as clearly the number one option here in the safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence. I'm all about getting Marvin Jones at the end of my drafts as a fourth or fifth receiver. The other two receivers, DJ Chark is going around the seventh round, LaVisca Chanel eighth round. I'm higher on Chanel than Chark. I think Chark is going to be a disappointment this year. I had him in my receivers being drafted too highly episode. Chanel is a guy that they could feature as a gadget role, end arounds, quick screens, get the ball in his hand and watch him dance. So you could see a decent amount of volume here in this offense. I know there's a role like that in the Urban Meyer system coming out of college. So there's potential for Chanel to pick that up. But I think as far as true receivers, Marvin Jones is the guy that's going to be catching uh, the deep passes and the touchdowns and uh, the third down conversions. And then Chanel will be the gadget guy. DJ Chark will be the odd man out. Tight ends aren't worth anything. Cole Manhurts. Is that his fucking first name? I already forgot his name. I talked about him a few minutes ago. Chris Manhurts and, and uh, James O'Shaughnessy are the two tight ends. Neither have any fantasy value. Um, if you notice them catching touchdowns throughout the season, check them out on your waiver wire, but you're not drafting either one. That's the Jags, guys. Knocked it out. Good for me. Uh, AFC South in the books, four more season previews to go. And uh, we're just going to keep grinding with this fantasy shit. Look at some futures and get all that content out here. We're getting close guys. We're getting real close. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, yeah. Ramble on. <laughs>